Welcome to the Engineering Emotions and Energy Podcast. I am your host, Justin Wink, here live to talk to you about one of the biggest obstacles when it comes to getting into meditation, and that is the time investment. Now, a lot of people mistakenly think, okay, uh, if I get into meditation, this is something, uh, one, it's going to take me a long time to learn. I am going to have to do uh, an entire an entire weekend is gone, or uh, maybe I'm, it's going to even take like an entire month. I'm going to have to go find a place up in the hills, and I'm going to have to be away. Um, I I would love to do that. I'd love to go on a meditation retreat and learn all this, but I just I don't have the time. And once I get to doing that, then oh my gosh, it's what is it like? You got to do an hour in the morning, an hour at lunch, and an hour at night. I I, I don't have time. I've got. I've got a job. I've got a family. I've got I've got racquetball. What am I going to fit in racquetball with all this meditation? These three plus hours of meditation. Stop, stop. You do not need to invest all that time. If you can, fantastic. Because like most things in life, we get out what we put in. So if you are able to do that, fantastic. Kind of like you know the bodybuilder who's spending three hours in the gym, going to have a different body than you know, me with my, uh, you know, uh, when I'm doing well, I'm doing maybe 20 minutes, uh, 20 to 30 minutes, three times a week. Uh, you know, again, if you have different goals, you get different outcomes based on different amounts of, uh, effort put in. So the biggest thing to know is that you do not need to spend a ton of time learning to meditate or in the practice of meditation. And, one of the great meditation masters, uh, Sakyong Mipam Rinpoche, he calls this the the 10% advantage in, in one of his books. Because um, I actually learned to meditate at a Shambhala Meditation Center in Davis, California while I was in grad school. It was back in a time where I was, I was deeply unhappy. I was working on my PhD and I had had enough time to allow thoughts and feelings to start to come up. I'd kind of gotten into therapy and the feelings became way too overwhelming. And I ended up uh, depressed, depressed, you know, went and saw a uh, psychiatrist, got a medication. It was one of those that I was like, I, I'm doing this reluctantly. I don't want to be on, on these pills for the rest of my life. I want to find a, a better way to handle, you know, my emotions and the day to day and things like that. And that's when I really started to put a lot of effort into finding out more about meditation. And I hit a lot of the same roadblocks, probably as as many of you may or may not have run into yet, you know, the financial investment, the time investment, I was real fortunate that this Davis Shambhala Meditation Center offered free meditation instruction. Um, And it was nearby. And the it was it was a one hour uh, time investment to learn. And then they gave me a little practice that I could do short amounts of time. Because uh, Sakyo Mipam Rinpoche, he calls it the 10% advantage in that you don't need to go all in. You don't need to try for 100% change overnight. He says, just go for 10% change in your attitude, 10% of going from your habitual ways of being to a little bit different and this can be done with even just five or 10 minutes of meditation a day. And 
so we've all got five or 10 minutes. Now, I, I start to sometimes argue about this because everyone's got something that if you just do this for five or 10 minutes and it's like, well, there's ends up being a hundred of these. But from my experience, this is one of the five or 10 minutes that will definitely give you back your time. Um, if at least not one-to-one, you probably get even more time back than you put into it. Because what is the cost of time of being indecisive of that? I don't know. What should I have for dinner? Should I have Thai food? Should I have Mexican food? Should I have burgers? How much time is wasted in that indecisiveness in just something as simple as what, what to have to eat? And meditation, one of the things that it can give you is that it's insights into what you truly desire. And, you know, what you want to eat is a very simplistic part of that. But, uh, you know, it's just it's just a simple example that I think we can all relate to. So just being like, I know what I want. Breakfast burrito. Boom. Time saved. Time saved, ladies and gentlemen. And you can't put a price on time because time is the one thing that passes and we never get it back. So five or 10 minutes a day is all you need to get to meditating. And it's kind of like the gym. It's like physical exercise. You do a little bit and you get big returns. And I would say that this 10% advantage came at a time when we probably were expecting a little bit more out of out of things. Nowadays, uh, you know, the stock market, we don't even see uh, sustained returns of 10%. Uh, so I, I'm going to underpromise that uh, meditation gives you a one percent advantage, but a one percent advantage over time, compounded, gives you exponentially beneficial results in return on your life, which I know I've absolutely seen. Just these these little bit. Because could you imagine if just one percent of the time that instead of habitually going for that bad food or that bad drink that you picked something a little bit more beneficial, it's huge. If just 1% of the time, instead of yelling at somebody in anger or firing off that tweet or that text that you held back and then maybe said something or sent something a little bit more loving, these are things that really start to compound in a most beneficial way, similar to putting away that extra you know, 1% of our income into a 401k and investing wisely over time. So this really is your 401H. It's investing in your happiness, and it really can take as little as 10 minutes a day. And it's one of these, the best time to get started was, uh, you know, 12 years ago, because I've uh, I've been doing a yoga teacher training and uh, reading the um, um, Hatha Pratikipa. Oh, man. I Anyway, it's one of the fundamental texts of uh, Hatha Yoga, and in it, it says that uh, it takes about 12 years to go from being a beginner in yoga to to sort of kind of starting to know what you're doing, which in some ways can sound very disappointing. But in other ways, if you look at the entirety of your life, spanning hopefully well over 12 years, that 12 years uh, to be able to be in touch with yourself and have a greater understanding of all of reality or wishes and desires, uh, really not uh, too bad of a time investment. So... Again, uh, you know, best time to start was 12 years ago. Second best time to start is now. And if you're having a hard time getting started, you're not sure what type of meditation or other aspects of it, um, I'm doing a uh, a webinar. So I'll make sure that uh, in the show notes of this that you can find a link to it. 
Uh, it's free. It'll be about an hour. We're going to go over uh, some some obstacles, and we're going to go over a little bit of how to meditate. And I've uh, developed this meditation. I call it the Perfect Life Meditation. Uh, I've been given away a free audio of that. But if you want a live guided meditation, that'll also be part of this webinar. It'll be coming up um, on this Thursday. Uh, calendar uh, Monday, uh, Thursday, May 14th, 7 p.m. Pacific time. Uh, if you're catching this late, if you're catching a replay of this, the goal is to have that recorded so you can catch the recording and get all that yummy, yummy meditative goodness uh, all for free to get get into this. And I'm, I'm here to help you out. So if you got any questions, Hit me up at Emotions Engineering on Facebook, uh, e-motionsengineering.com. And looking forward to helping you out on this journey and start getting that uh, 1% advantage. All right, everybody. Been great talking to you. Thank you very much. Thank you.